Welcome to the Art of Attention, where we focus on what matters most in your business with your host, Tina K. Davis, a multi-business owner who knows the struggle of ADHD firsthand. Navigate the maze of distractions with real tips, real talk, and real success. Ready to dive in? Let's get to work. For many women entrepreneurs, procrastination isn't a time management issue. It's another deeply rooted challenge or pressure, a a fear even. We're going to go digging today, and I want you to plan on getting a little dirty because some of this won't be super pleasant to hear. But in this episode, we're going to dig deep and uncover those nasty roots. But in the end, we'll discuss ways to overcome our procrastination. So let's get to work. Welcome back to the Art of Attention for Women Entrepreneurs. I know the dirty feeling of procrastination all too well, and I have felt and am still feeling the impact that it has had on my business journey. It's almost impossible to believe that it's all self-inflicted and in my control. Procrastination manifests in many ways. Let me go over a few, and then we're going to go deeper into each one of these. Some of those ways are amplified self-doubt. Now, This is some of the most potent fuel for imposter syndrome that there is. The feeling of not being qualified or deserving, that's what imposter syndrome is. And the longer you put a goal, a plan, a task off, the more you question it and wonder, should I be doing this? And that is where imposter syndrome comes in and then Fs everything up. It's a momentum killer. In business, everything is about momentum. Every time you postpone a task, you push back other tasks that are behind it. And like dominoes, there goes all of your momentum. It also leads to missed financial opportunities. The longer you delay tasks, decisions, or starting your business, the longer it doesn't earn any money. It increases stress and burnout. Thinking about lingering tasks just absolutely wears you out. Trying to catch up on all the things that you push back is obviously going to be overwhelming. So needless to say, it all causes more stress and we're doing it to ourselves. Procrastination can lead to lost collaboration and networking opportunities, because if you're always behind, you are in no position to be planning collabs or or calls for networking. Hell, you'll probably try to reschedule those too. At a minimum, you won't be prepared and you'll try to cram something together immediately beforehand. Maybe like the way I did this podcast. One of the big things about procrastinating is you could tarnish your brand and reputation. Girl, if you don't take anything else away, take this. When you are the constant procrastinator in the group, it's known. It's talked about. And at some point, it's even what you become remembered for. It sends a bad message and you can lose trust from others. Still, all of those we can fix. (laughs) Procrastination is a lot of times seen as being lazy. But there's a big difference between the two. By definition, procrastination stems from an internal conflict. You genuinely want to perform the task but are held back by some form of anxiety or fear or even uncertainty. There's a desire to act, but something emotional or psychological is causing some sort of resistance. Laziness, by definition, however, is simple lack of motivation or interest in performing the task. It's nothing about being held back. It's it's not wanting to move forward in the first place. Procrastination is more of an emotional experience, often accompanied by feelings of guilt, stress, or self-criticism, and you all know where that goes. 
You are aware of the delay and you dwell on it. Laziness, there's typically an absence of emotional turmoil. A lazy individual is indifferent of the task and feels no pressure, no urgency or guilt about not doing it. Procrastination can be temporary. It might be linked to a particular task or phase in one's life, a specific journey you're on or where you're going. Laziness is more of a habitual behavior pattern. It's a consistent preference for rest, relaxation, or leisure over work. Something perceived as difficult or has physical exertion pushes you to be lazy. Let's dig up five of the most common roots of procrastination and then go over them one by one. Number one, fear of failure. Two, overwhelm. Three, perfectionism. Four, indecisiveness. Five, lack of motivation. Starting with number one, we will go through the list and come up with simple, doable solutions for each. Okay, you've had the idea, you've seen the dream, but there's a nagging imposter voice in the back of your head that whispers, what if I fail? Well, for many of us, this voice is all too familiar, but where does it come from? Failure, it's a simple word, but it carries so much weight especially for us women in the entrepreneurial space. Historically, women have been held to a different standard, so any misstep or perceived shortcoming isn't just seen as a personal failure, but it's often generalized as a testament to women's abilities altogether. Our society, even with all of its advancements, still often expects women to juggle multiple roles, like seamlessly. The perfect mother, the perfect wife, the successful businesswoman, the perfect mother, the caring wife, the successful businesswoman held a social butterfly. So the fear of failing in our entrepreneurial adventure isn't just about the business. It's about potentially letting down a crap ton of expectations placed on us. The entrepreneurial world has been for the longest time a male-dominated area. And as women, entering this space means breaking down barriers, but it also means our failures are more scrutinized. Even worse, more of the scrutiny comes from those that are closest to us. Then there's a stereotype of women being too emotional or not cut out for business. Any stumble, any challenge we face runs the risk of being attributed to those stereotypes, which again is going to most often come from our inner circle, our family, the people closest to us, rather than being seen as a normal part of the entrepreneurial journey. This fear of validating those stereotypes against us well, it deepens the dread of failure. So if you've ever felt this fear, know that you're not alone. This is totally normal for all of us, but it is a root of procrastination. In the whirlwind of entrepreneurship, it is often going to feel like we are juggling while riding a unicycle. That sounds super dramatic, right? But isn't that what managing multiple roles and tasks feels like? Today's woman entrepreneur isn't just a business owner. She's often a mother, a wife, a partner, a friend, a caregiver, or someone still working full time. Each role comes with its own set of tasks, responsibilities, and expectations. And the lines often blur. An important business decision can coincide with a school event or a crucial client meeting might clash with a family obligation, and so on and so forth. It's a delicate dance of roles, and the fear of dropping a ball is there all the time. How often have we come across that image of the perfect businesswoman? 
you know the one. She seems to have everything under control. She's always in style, never a hair out of place. And her business is soaring, right? You probably see that image plastered all over Instagram. Well, let's uncover the myth behind that perfection. This boss babe icon created by social media platforms and societal expectations presents a flawless, always-on-the-go woman, right? She balances work, home, self-care, and relationships pretty effortlessly. But here's the reality check. This portrayal is not only unrealistic, it's harmful. It sets an impossible standard, making many of us feel inadequate or behind in our journey. Business and life are messy. They are filled with unpredictabilities, and no one, no matter how polished they seem to be, they don't have all of the answers like we think. Not only is idolizing this make-believe image damaging, so is waiting for the perfect moment or strategy to launch or scale your business. There is no perfection. How often have we heard or tell ourselves, I'll start when I'm ready, or I need the perfect plan first. Chasing this perfection, it can lead to paralysis. The truth is, in business and in life, the stars rarely align perfectly. Waiting for that flawless strategy or timing can mean missed opportunities, more procrastinating, and regret. Every moment spent waiting for perfection is a moment not learning, not growing, and not moving forward. And the most successful entrepreneurs understand that there's more value in taking action, even if it's imperfect, than waiting indefinitely. Because in taking action, there is learning, adapting, and planning your next move. It's about embracing the imperfect, understanding that every step, even if you fail, is a step towards growth and progress. So let's all let go of the myths. Instead of aspiring to be the perfect businesswoman, aspire to be authentically you. And instead of waiting for that perfect moment, just get started. Because in the world of entrepreneurship, perfection isn't the journey, but progress is. In a world overflowing with information and choices, why is it that making a decision feels like trekking through quicksand? Ever heard of analysis paralysis? We just kind of talked about it, right? But let's unpack it further. Analysis paralysis occurs when we are presented with so many options or so much information that making a decision of any kind becomes way too overwhelming. It's like standing in front of a wall of a hundred different ice cream flavors and not knowing which one to choose because they all seem appealing in some way. In business, this could translate to having numerous strategies, platforms, or target audiences, but the constant analyzing leads to panicking and no choice is ever actually made. This isn't always just about choices either. It's about that never-ending thirst for information. We often fall into the trap of thinking, if I can just learn one more thing, take another course, get a little bit more feedback, then I'll be able to make the perfect decision. But when is it going to be enough? In our age of digital abundance, waiting for all the information is like waiting for a train that never stops. There's just too much of it. The reality is while data and information are crucial, waiting indefinitely for complete clarity will stop all of your progress. Businesses thrive on action, adaptation, and learning from experience. Sometimes taking a step, even if you're uncertain about it, can provide more clarity than any amount of passive research or that next course. Break free from the paralysis and embrace the unknown. Remember, it's not about having all the answers, but about being brave enough to seek them through your actions. Ever wonder why that distant goal 
that dream you're working towards, it sometimes loses its spark? Why does the shiny new object that you're coming across seem more important than what you were planning for your future? Your why is the heartbeat of your entrepreneurial journey. It's the burning passion, the the reason you started the business in the first place, right? Perhaps it was to create positive impact, attain financial freedom, or manifest a vision, whatever it was. But with time, all of the daily tasks and challenges that are focusing towards your why, well, that why starts to get blurred. In today's fast-paced lightning world, we are constantly bombarded with immediate rewards. So dopamine hits, um, social media likes, quick sales, instant feedback, all of these short-term type rewards that make us instantly feel gratified. However, this can distract us from our true vision making that distant reward, our core why, seem less enticing or too hard to get or even define anymore. Sometimes we just forget it altogether. It's crucial to balance this squirrel reaction and our long-term goals. While it's okay to celebrate small wins, and you should, we can't lose sight of the bigger picture. So reconnecting with your why is like refueling your entrepreneurial spirit. It provides clarity, reignites passion, and offers perspective. It reminds us that some rewards, though distant, are worth the journey and the patience. So take a moment, breathe, and revisit your why. Find a way to make reminders of it visible so that you can reflect on it as often as you need. Maybe a vision board, maybe a mood board, maybe a framed photo of whatever that why is sitting right in front of you before you start your tasks. Okay. So now let's go over five small steps to overcoming all of this procrastination. Number one, set micro goals. Say you have a goal of writing an email sequence. That's on my to-do list. A micro goal could be today, I'm gonna write the first email of the series. This breaks down the larger task into more immediately achievable targets and it makes it less daunting and more actionable. So then I'll make The next one, the, I'm going to make the follow-up email and so on and so forth. I'm making them much smaller than the whole daunting task. Number two, the five-minute rule. Committing to start a task, any task, for just five minutes. Let's say you're sitting down to work and you've been avoiding organizing your workspace and now it's become overcluttered and way too distracting. You just cannot do the job. Instead of feeling overwhelmed by the entire task of cleaning up the desk and then walking away from whatever it is you're supposed to be doing, just set a timer for five minutes and start sorting through one stack of papers or one set of maps. And one corner of the desk might be cleared in that five minutes. Often, once you start, you find the momentum to continue beyond that initial five minutes. You can do the same with filming content for social media doing your uh, responses, replying to emails. Just start with five minutes and then see where you go from there. Number three, using a planner. Let's say you have a product launch coming up and instead of keeping up all of your daily tasks and deadlines in your head, you start using a real planner and not just one on your phone, a real one. You mark the launch date as your big goal and then work backwards each day, creating deadlines for tasks like finalize the Canva design, create the funnel page, start the marketing campaign, whatever, update the website. Your planner is going to help you stay on track with all of the important tasks. It'll help you to put things that pop up and are not as important on your parking lot. And it'll help you keep up with your daily items like water, drink it, doing the laundry, uh, paying bills, 
And it's it's not going to make you lose track of what you're focusing on, but it makes sure that you get everything done so you don't get the squirrel syndrome and get up and go do one of those things longer than anticipated. As a reminder, I have a free anti-distraction planner that is perfect for this. It has your primary goal, your daily tasks, even your parking lot, and it's absolutely free. You can find it in the notes. Number four, visualization techniques. Okay, so maybe today your business is you decorate cookies out of your home and sell them on social media, but you really want to open your own bakery one day. Every morning, spend a few minutes visualizing the details of this future bakery, the scent from the ovens that are baking cupcakes, the sound of customers chatting, the sight of the shop's interior. What does it look like? What does it feel like to move the steel bowls from one counter to the other? This visualization not only motivates you daily, but it also helps you stay focused on the daily business and planning process of one day getting to that bakery. This same visualization process can be used for kicking off a webinar. Visualize it being advertised online. The participants number growing as potential customers start logging in. Your email list is growing. How are you feeling? What are you wearing for the recording? Is there a particular oil in your diffuser that you're smelling while you're recording? What does the drink you have next to your notes taste like when you take a sip between sections? You know, use all of your senses to visualize your future self and do this with everything. Number five are accountability partners. Knowing that someone else is expecting results from you helps you stay on track and motivated. Accountability partners can also offer each other advice, resources, or extra encouragement along the way. You can find an accountability partner almost anywhere, but if you'd like to find one that's another woman entrepreneur like you who's easily distracted, then check out my Facebook group. You'll find a lot of cheerleaders there. Okay, so we've gone over the symptoms and five ways to overcome procrastinating, but now I'm proposing a ditch the distraction challenge. For the next week, choose one business-related task you've been putting off and break it into five smaller steps. Complete one step each day. Maybe it's starting that newsletter, getting products added to your storefront, entering expenses or client invoices, creating social media content, whatever it is. Break it into five small chunks. Over the next week, you're going to do one chunk per day. If you need something to help keep you on track, download my anti-distraction planner from the link in the notes and use it daily for the challenge and then just keep using it. Let's see how far we can get in overcoming our procrastination. Just keep me posted on your progress. I really want to thank you for joining me. And remember, you are not your distractions. Be you, believe in you, love you, and let's get to work. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Remember, you are not defined by distraction. Apply something you've learned today in your own business and share it with all your easily distracted friends.